and maybe you're guilty of this like I was, have you ever given advice based on an insecurity? Right. Because if you have, then it's far easier for you to empathize and understand that they're actually trying to help. Playing not to lose is scarcity. It's like, I want to hang on to what we've already accomplished so that we don't have to risk losing more. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up in your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. No matter where you are now or where you've been, there is a next level. We bring you seven episodes a week, six of which are solo episodes with Kevin and myself and one world-class guest to help you get there. This podcast is proudly sponsored by our friend and mentor, David Meltzer of The Playbook Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode. It was last week's live podcast, How to Do More in Less Time. We talked all about productivity hacks today for episode number 723, Some People's Advice is Based on Their Fears. Oh, yeah. So, I've told this story many a times. It's in my, I don't really know what it would be called. Like, what's your story? Repertoire. Yeah, but like when you go on a podcast, is it like your origin story? Yeah. Of like how you've started this journey? So I had a girlfriend back in the day when I was 25, and she had really big dreams. She had really big goals. She was super aspirational. She was very into self-improvement, and she wanted to go to California and chase her dreams. And even before, like long before we broke up, this was a conversation we we had. I'll never forget. We were in the loft because we lived in Boston. We lived in a, this like really, really nice apartment we were renting with another couple. And our bedroom was upstairs in the attic, but it was like a really nice like loft. And we were sitting on the bed and she's like, Kev, I'll help you find a job. Like we could just move out there and start over again. And I had every single excuse in the world why it wouldn't work, why we shouldn't do it. At the end of the day, it was my insecurity, it was my fear that was allowing me to give her the advice that I was giving her. And I think that, I did a post recently, well recently I guess for us is months at this point because that's how I say it, but it was basically along the lines of you have to understand that a lot of times when people give you advice, they're giving you advice based on their fears They're giving you advice based on their area of expertise. They're giving you advice based on their experience in life. They're giving you advice based on the fact that they don't want to see you get hurt. Not necessarily giving you advice based on the fact that they want you to succeed. If I don't believe I can succeed, it might be hard for me to believe that Alan can succeed. And another example of this, and it it wasn't as cut and dry, but... I remember when you and I were earlier on, we were podcasting in your sister's bedroom at the time, mm. and you came in and said, old, hey. Old bedroom. Old bedroom, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we would wake her up and say, get out of here, we got a podcast. <laughs> yeah. You said to me, hey, I have this opportunity to be on TV. Oh, yeah. And I got this, I, you know, I, I have this opportunity to be interviewed for the show called Love Island. And I was like, I don't think so. I think that's a terrible idea. Now, part of me, the the logical side was like, that's not going to be good for the business or the brand. It's going to be really hard to come back from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, you're getting over drinking alcohol. I just don't think you being on an island with a bunch of people who are getting hammered all the time is the best idea. Yeah. You're just reading philosophy. 
I also had a small part of me that was afraid that you'd go do that and you might just not do this anymore. So I think part of that advice was probably scarce of I'm afraid this might sever our ties. Part of it was also logical. Look, I don't know that. I said, imagine if Tony Robbins did Love Island. Like, would he be Tony Robbins? Right. He did Shallow Hal, I think. But he was playing himself. But he was playing himself. So I've been very guilty of this in the past because I was very, very insecure. I still get insecure at times. I still have that part of me that doesn't have the not enoughness, not good enoughness at times. But I always now try to lift people up. I always try to put wings, uh, wind under their wings because it hurts me. It pains me to reflect on the fact that I was the person who almost stopped somebody from chasing their dreams. So I was talking to a client. This was actually Saturday, and I'm actually going to go a different way with this. So um, all that prep we did was just for nothing. Yeah, yeah, no, I'll, I'll probably, I'll probably yeah, I'll probably get into it later. But I found a better fit while you were talking. I was on the phone with a client, new client, this past Saturday. Awesome guy, um, achieved all his dreams. You know, uh, football, played in college, engineering degree, got a great job, achieved all his dreams, makes six figures at a very young age, doing awesome. And that actually reminds me a lot about my story. And he was at work and he was basically talking about how he doesn't want to be at this job forever and how he has these dreams to maybe do real estate and how basically he absolutely loves working with his hands. And I guess his brother bought, and I'll keep this anonymous, of course, his brother bought a property Mm -hmm. and like fixed it up really, really nice and like flipped it. And he helped with that whole process Mm -hmm. and he absolutely loved it. And he remembers like that he loved that because a lot of the work that I do with my clients is helping them find their passion. And as Kevin says, turn their passion into profit rather than finding what's profitable and then trying to pretend it's your passion. So he's right now working his job, you know, saving a lot of money, creating a nest egg so that he can find his passion and go all in. And he was telling his colleague, his coworker this, and his coworker has been at the company for many, many, many years. To be quite frank, his coworker seems pretty unhappy, pretty unfulfilled, uh, doesn't seem to like his marriage very much, doesn't seem to like his job very much, but this is kind of just how it is, blah, blah, blah. And basically when my client told this person about his dreams to do real estate, to to buy houses that are undervalued, to work on them because he loves to work on houses and to flip them so that he can either resell them or, or be a landlord or, you know, actually live and buy the home, like live in the home. This person told him like, no, that's never going to work. Like, trust me, I've had friends who tried this and tenants suck and all these excuses, all these negative reasons why it's never going to work. And my client told me this and uh, I was taking him through a framework of different types of people. And one of the one of the types of people is people that are really insecure. And like Kevin said, those insecurities, if not made aware of and like really worked on, can really take the wind out of people's sails. And the, the part that Kevin had mentioned of like, you don't want to see your loved one get hurt. That's true. But the other piece is you don't want to see them leave. And so basically what I told my client was this. I said, listen, that coworker, quite frankly, from what you've told me, is probably pretty unfulfilled. And remember, they've convinced themselves of a story that the trajectory they were on was actually the right trajectory. And so any trajectory that you intend to take off that path is probably outside of their belief system. So if they don't believe in you, don't take that personal because it's just 
it's what they've had to convince themselves of, of just to stay happy, just to probably stay, stay okay. Because if that person were to admit the truth of I'm, I'm not happy, I did make a mistake by staying here. I, I made a, make a lot of money, but I'm not really enjoying what I do. So just understand people's insecurity will trigger ego and it will be masked as good advice. And it's just quite frankly, not good advice. It's not. Yeah. And I think that's, I always talk about the, the advice from your family. Again, my family is amazing. I love my family. They're supportive. They've they've supported me every step of the way, but they thought I was crazy when I left my job. Right. My grandmother said, like, when are you going to get another job? And that was the thing of, like, every time I go over there, and she, my grandmother's, we, we talk about this all the time, she literally likes every post I do and shares every post before the ink is even dry. Like, it hasn't even finished uploading yet and it's already shared across she shares all my stuff she's, too. she's the she's the og <laughs> but i remember it was basically like when are you gonna go get another job and i was like i'm never gonna get another job i'm gonna do this forever and then a month or two would go by i'd go over there and she'd say how are things going i'd say yeah you know trying to build a business so i'm broke and it sucks when are you going to get a job? I'm not going to go get a job. I'm going to keep doing this. We're going to figure <laughs> this out. And that kept happening for probably the first like year and a half. And here we are four years later and everything is going great and we're growing. I won't say everything is everything is improving. We're, yeah. we're grateful for what is happening. But again, we're working hard every day to make sure we continue succeeding. Even right now, it's Labor Day. It is Labor Day while we're recording this. Yes. Yeah. We are la- we're laboring in the studio. Yeah. It's not that she doesn't believe in me she's afraid she's afraid that i'm going to burn out she's afraid that i'm going to be broke she's afraid that i'm not going to be successful she's afraid that i'm not going to be happy she's afraid that i'm not going to succeed and it's okay it's okay for her to to be afraid that's okay i understand and honestly i appreciate that i think the biggest difference for me is i don't i know at this stage that it's important not to take excuse me take take advice from people who aren't doing what we're doing yeah because or something similar or I, yeah they you have be to very have careful. they have to have some relevant experience if if you went to when you get a flat tire you go to a garage you don't go to McDonald's Staples or yeah. McDonald's because they don't necessarily know how to fix a flat tire right that's that's okay that's okay it's okay that people don't necessarily know what's best for you at the end of the day you have to know what's best for you but also think to yourself and maybe you're guilty of this like I was, have you ever given advice based on an insecurity? Right. Because if you have, then it's far easier for you to empathize and understand that they're actually trying to help. They might not know how to add specific value, so they might try to save you some pain. That, that might be what they're doing. You know what's interesting, Kev? I just had this moment. I usually give advice based on my level of self-belief. That is valid. Which is fascinating because when you just said, have you ever given advice based on insecurity? I honestly don't believe that I have. And But what I'm doing is the opposite of like, yeah, you should totally. I remember I was in sophomore year in Hutch's class. Shout out to Hutch. And one of my close, close friends uh, and I first met. That was the first time I ever really got to know him. We sat next to each other every single day. As a matter of fact, that was law class. You were in that law class. Yes, because my friend and I were up against you and Sean. We won. And you won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, interesting. I, I wore a suit to that, too, and it didn't work <laughs> that's out. Why, yeah. That's, yeah, why, that's you why you lost. I lost, yeah. I was a tryhard. Everybody knows in any court case, if you're not relatable, people can't relate to you. They're not going to vote for you. They're not going to vote for you. It's true. You, you were more relatable back then as well. 
Um, yeah. I think nowadays we should redo that because I still harbor resentment. No, I'm kidding. So anyways, uh, I met my friend and I remember him telling me his dreams. And his dreams were to be an actor in like a really, really successful actor. I think at the time he was... What's that um, show that was super popular back then in the in the mid two thousands with uh, Superman? Smallville. Smallville. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't he, ask me how he I loved. That. Nice, nice job. He loved Smallville, and he always saw himself as an actor like that. And I said, "Yeah, absolutely, you can do that." Like, and I just put wind into his sails, into his sails, into his sails. As a matter of fact, I actually drove to L.A. with him um, when I was twenty two or twenty three years old, and we lived in L.A. for literally three months and I was going to be in show business doing the business side of Hollywood and he was going to be an actor. But what's interesting is that the advice that I gave actually might've also been off because I was predicating it on my own perception of my own capabilities. That's valid. And, and what's interesting and I do, you know, I mean this with love, but like when I left, I came back home due to family challenges and being in debt and different stuff. And I had to climb out of some of that. And my girlfriend was back home too. But I wonder to myself, it's like, was my advice based, it wasn't based on insecurity, it was probably based on what I believed I was capable of, and I didn't probably think of the implications of like, if he doesn't have the same level of work ethic or desire, maybe I'm putting wind into sales. I I probably should have been more humble in the fact of like, listen, I do believe you can do that if you want to, but it also is going to be an unbelievable amount of work. And that's what I would do if I could go back. So when you give advice and take advice, it needs to be not based on ego. It needs to be based on the truth. Truth is the opposite of ego. And my awareness is higher now. So of course, if I could go back, I would say, listen, like you can do that. And I do believe that's possible for you. But to be completely honest, it's going to take an unbelievable amount of work. And and you're going to have to really grind for many, many, many years. Hello, hello. I'm Sarah Pringle, and I need to give the biggest shout out to Kevin Allen at Next Level University. These two men are the most incredible superheroes you will ever meet. They are changing the world, and they have the biggest heart and care so much. Kevin Allen, I can't thank you enough for how much you have poured into me and how much belief you've instilled in me. I've always had a dream of becoming a speaker. I never thought this was possible, and now I see so much of a future ahead of me. You guys, life is short, and we only have one life. You have so much on your path. Please surround yourself with people that are going to support you and lift you higher. I say this with so much caring in my heart. Honestly, I recommend Kevin Allen to everyone to meet and and to grow. And I, before I cry, thank you guys so much from the bottom of my heart. Dave has helped me with that, and that separates a Dave Meltzer from just like a motivational speaker because yes, you're capable of way more than you're currently demonstrating in some way, shape or form, whatever way more means to you. Right. But there is a cap. I'm not going to beat LeBron at basketball. I'm not going to beat Michael Phelps at swimming. It's just not right. Quantumly possible for me. Yeah. So I think that is an important distinction. If you were to come and say, I want to have the most successful podcast in the world ever. My advice might not be, hell yeah, quit your job, trade in everything you have and start. Right. It might be, do you want to work for the next 35 years yeah. straight on, on all holidays? And probably still not get there. Right. Because that is a, the 1% of the 1% of the 1% of the 1%. Yep. Joe Rogan 
I th- he probably has the most listens if I had to guess. He does, 100%. Is the 1% of the 1% of the 1%, like, it's an anomaly that he has the amount yes. of listens he does. 100%. So the odds of anybody ever doing that are very slim. Very slim. So I might be misleading you if I said, absolutely, you can 1,000% do that. You can have a successful podcast. Right. Absolutely. Can you have the most successful podcast in the world? Depends on what your version of success looks like. So I think that's an important distinction also. It really, really is. What was the analogy that we used? You you did the NFL. It's like 200,000 people play football. Yeah, I don't remember the exact number. Just go through it, was, it real quick for the listeners. Oh, boy. It was probably... I'm reading Anthony Trucks' book, Identity Shift, right now. Shout out to Greg Johnson for sending me the link on Audible to that. Shout out to Greg um, Johnson. But it makes me think about this because Anthony Trucks, our friend, he was, he's was he been on the show many times. Um, I think three look. or four times, but... It's interesting because he basically said, like, statistically speaking, only 0.5% of all football players get a chance to even be, like, play on an NFL field. Let's see. So this says, of the precious few who do go on to play college football, only 1.8% will be drafted by the NFL. And drafted does not mean you play on the field. So here we go. There are 1,093,000 high school football players in the U.S. 6.5% of those will play in college. And then 1.2% of the college level players will get drafted in the NFL. Yeah. And so that's the kind of the 1% of the 1% of the yeah. 1%. And then only 1% of them will ever be like a, a decade career because of injuries maybe and all kinds even. of maybe, maybe not, not even. even. Yeah. So it's, it, it is fascinating. Um, but again, this comes down to insecurity. So live in the truth. Make sure that you're taking advice and, and from people who do believe in you and it's not inflated or deflated. Um, just testing the Zoom. I apologize for no, distracting no. you. You're good, brother. So, very last thing I want to say here, and this is what we prepped. I have another client, super successful business owner, awesome, awesome human being, one of my favorite people in the world, honestly, at this point. And her and her business partner have just literally uh, reached the $3 million mark. And they've been in business for, I think, seven years. And even before that, my client had had like a, a really challenging first business that she ended up having to sell and scrap. And then, so she's just she's just earned everything. And her and her business partner just, just surpassed the $3 million mark. And I was like, hell yeah, that's awesome. But from my perspective, understanding you and your business and your capabilities, I honestly believe you guys could be at the $6 million mark within the next year or two. And she went and talked to her business partner kind of about like their the future, their aspirations. And her business partner ended up saying like, I'm not really sure I want to do more of that because I want to work less. This, But to, to be completely honest, basically what I, what I think I realize now is that my client has much higher goals and ambitions and aspirations and tr- quite frankly always has based on a level of self-belief that isn't common. And if you knew this person, you'd know she has a lot of self-belief compared to the statistical norm. And her business partner is just afraid. I think some people are playing to win. And I think other people are playing not to lose. And I think we've all been both people. But I think we tend to lean one way or the other. Playing not to lose is scarcity. It's like I want to hang on to what we've already accomplished so that we don't have to risk losing more. And I'll give you a tangible example. I had to give up a job at $65,000 a year right out of college uh, for a company called Oz Development to go to a job for 85. And then I had to give up risk 85 to go for 100. I remember it was 105. And then I had to risk 105 for 120. And then I had to risk 120, I think in 2014, I ended up almost at 200. But the point I'm making here is you have to risk the old world in order to embark on the new world or the next level. And that's basically when my business um, client talked to her business partner, it was scarcity. 
the advice was based on scarcity. And if she wasn't able to identify that and really challenge that, like I've done with Kevin and vice versa, then they wouldn't be able to get to that $6 million mark. And I know that they will now um, because her awareness is raised of it. And that's what we wanted to bring to you today. Start asking yourself when people give you advice, you can always ask them the follow-up question of what do you base that on? Or what makes you say that or, or think that? Right. And a lot of times they won't even know. They might not. They just might say yeah. the odds of having a... Again, Alan and I were laughed at in some scenarios. I wasn't oh, laughed at a ton. So much. I was I was blessed. I think people thought I would head duke in them. But <laughs> And they were right. They were no. right. They didn't think that we'd have a successful podcast. Because most podcasts don't make money. And we're a multi-six-figure business now. Now, most people don't get there, yeah. but that doesn't mean what that do you we could What percent is on that? Uh, that's very low. Six figures? Yeah, multi-six-figure. Where we're at right now is probably like a, NFL, like a 0.01%. Yeah, I would say yeah. less than NFL. Yeah. Because it's, it's very low. Yeah. I think there's more. We're blessed. There's blessed. more concrete ways to get to the NFL. You we do should this, remember you do this. that. We are very we're blessed. Very blessed. That's why We've also worked. <laughs> we have. We, we have worked our faces off. But it's yeah. one of those things of... First of all, I didn't even know it was Labor Day until yesterday. I was like, oh yeah, it's a long weekend. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm blessed to be able to come to the studio and work. Same. And and actually not say like, oh, I wish I had today off. Oh no. Th- that's the that's the thing is we are blessed. We genuinely are blessed. And we, we didn't set the timer. Where no, we no, at? we're good. We gotta go. Okay. I've been I got I got an eye. Can I on say it. one more thing? I would love for you to. Thank you. But you can't. Okay. <laughs> but I can't. It's like, oh no, he's gonna <laughs> duke in me. Um Labor Day weekend, awesome. Spent it by the lake. And uh another business owner, um, we were leaving, we're leaving on a Sunday afternoon. And he was like, oh, you're leaving? Like, tomorrow's a holiday. And he's like, why are you leaving, right? Not, not a bad, just wants us to hang. We're having a good time. And I said, business. Like, business. Dude, I don't want to lose momentum. I don't want to lose momentum. And so, just remember that all advice is predicated on someone else's perspective. Mm-hmm. And that perspective can be based on fear. It can be based on abundance. It can be based on a lot of different things, standards. but it's not based. Yeah. It can be based on standards, past experience, but it's not based on truth necessarily. Don't, don't mistake sincerity for truth just because someone is sincere or appears to be. And by the way, some people are not sincere. Some people do want to see you lose. And that's a whole nother conversation. Um, at least their subconscious insecurity wants to see you lose. Um, but yeah, just understand that. And uh, be careful who you take advice from. Make sure they're real experts who actually want to see you win. Ladies and gentlemen, we have said this in the past. So if you're listening to this, group coaching has already closed. So that has rolled. That was yesterday, our first session with group number four. We have an online training course for those of you who maybe didn't have the money to do group coaching, don't have the money to do one-on-one coaching. $47, everything you need to know to get to the next level. If you do not find value, we will gladly give you your money back within the first month. Again, it's not about the money for us. We need money to run the business, but it is about the impact to help you. And no matter where you are financially, there is a way for us to help you get to the next level. So link in the show notes below for that course. And we know you will love it because we put a lot of time, energy, and effort and heart into it. Last week, shout out to Warren. I love meeting our listeners. Was listening to an episode on morning routine. Did he say I did better? Oh, yeah. He was like, Kevin was way better. Alan, you you suck. No, I'm kidding. I get those messages so Um, often. (laughs) Shout out to Warren. 
he reached out saying, Hey, I want help on my morning routine. I said, awesome. Let's book a call. Jumped on the phone. I think it was 40 minutes and I was basically helping him with his morning routine, but we ended up going way deeper. We did the whole diagnostic thing, but we get to speak to listeners all over the world and we absolutely love it. Warren left that call going, holy crap. I have a lot to work on in the best way. So please reach out to Kevin or I, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, DM us directly. We answer every single message message. If you're a listener of this show, say, Hey, I'm a listener. I love your show. Kevin. I'm kidding. No, I love your show. I just want to jump on the phone for a half hour. We would love to meet you. We love to meet our listeners. It's one of my absolute favorite things. Um, literally. And so shout out to Warren. Thank you so much for reaching out, having the courage to reach out Mm. because you never know one conversation can change your life. And let's be real, like real talk with, with no ego here. We're not going to be able to do that forever. As things continue to pick up, we're not going to be able to, to get on the phone with everybody that wants to. So I, I love the fact that we have the opportunity yeah. to do it now. And if you want to, please reach out because we love it. It just will not be something we are able to do, able to do, <laughs> able, <laughs> able to, to do, do forever. It's not Especially scalable. as the team's growing. Yes. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Tomorrow we have last week's live Q&A. How do I keep my priorities first and eliminate distractions? There are so many things that are just vying for your attention. Cell phones, people, TV, noises, dings, dongs, everything. All those things. (laughs) Dings and dongs. Dings and dongs. So if you are looking to improve that area of your life, (laughs) make sure you listen to that episode. As always, we love you. We don't have fans. We have family. Ding dong. We will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you as always for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. One podcast episode can change your life forever. If you got value from this episode, please share it with someone you care about deeply. And we will talk to you on the next one.